Unless otherwise indicated, Ratchet Book Club is intended for a mature audience. Viewer discretion is greatly advised. Welcome to Ratchet Book Club, where we read hood classics and good classics. I'm Derek. 916-633-1537. Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com. Uh, Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Leave a DM, uh, your thoughts, whatever they may be. I'll get right back to you. Um, let's see if we do have any DMs right now. Uh, so, let's see here. Nope. Y'all need to fix that. So, yeah. Hit me up. I'll holler back. So, in the last chapters that we have read, um, yeah, Quan pulled the complete and total okie doke on us and let us know that while Vernita had killed Alice, she thought she didn't. So then she went to the hospital where Alice, well, she went to Alice's house because she thought that Alice had texted her saying her, that she would see her later and that she had went back in time and just all this crazy shit that happened within like seven pages. And then we find out that she really did kill her. So, yeah. Uh, also, um... Lamar is at the hospital, so she's probably going to end up fucking Lamar at some point. I don't know. Like, in the last book, she had given up all the ratchet shit, so I'm trying to figure out how she's going to fall back into her ratchet ways. You can't just have her be an old person next door. It can't be old girl next door, you know. It can't be old folks next door. That that does not pull us at all, Quan. She better get ratchet again. That's all I'm saying. Chapter 4, Vernita. My heart racing fast like a horse at the Kentucky Derby. I approached Mr. Lamar along with the officer standing guard. Lord Jesus, I can't believe all this happened. I feel so bad. I feel so horrible. I mumbled, clutching my chest out of angst. Is everything all right? I then asked one of the officers standing in front of me. Are you Miss Washington? The tall, slender black policeman asked, looking straight at me. I stood silent for a moment. Yes. Yes, I am. I then nervously responded as I knew exactly where his line of question was going to go. I'm one of the first responding officers who was on the scene. I have a few questions to ask, he said. If you don't mind, I'd like to talk to you in private. I could feel Lamar's eyes burning into me while the officer asked to speak to me in private. I looked at Lamar and then he looked at me with this curious yet concerning gawk. Yeah, eventually he and I were going to have to talk. Gawk and talk. <laughs> uh, we have much to discuss, especially our past entanglement. Sure thing, officer, I said to the policeman, and then he escorted me off to a quiet corner of the emergency room. Now, if you're listening to this like 30 years from now, 
hi, um, I'm probably like 71 now and probably won't remember a lot of this book and probably also shit myself prior to you reading this book. But an entanglement was something that happened in, or it was a saying or something that would happen in the 2020s, 2020, 2021, mostly because Jada Pinkett uh, thought that she was in a polyamorous relationship and Will Smith was cool with that until Jada actually got into one. And then Will's face looked like this. <laughs> and she was like, I don't give a fuck. And that's it. And entanglements became a part of the lexicon. I wouldn't be surprised if in the dictionary now, right alongside BDE, uh, which means big dick energy. I'd say Google it, but I'm pretty sure that by now everything is Google. I'm so sorry to hear about everything that transpired. I am sure that Miss Brown was a wonderful woman, the officer said as he pulled out a small notepad and pen from his shirt's front pocket. She surely was. She was a wonderful person, I replied, my voice low and sad. Shaking my head, I said, I just can't believe all this happened. I'm just, I'm just shocked by all of this. None of this just seemed real to me. I promise my questions won't take long, replied the officer. I just have some questions surrounding how the entire day transpired. I gulped. Okay, no worries. Ask away. Oh, Lord, this was it. The police were going to put two and two together and then arrest my ass for killing Alice. Lord, I wasn't built for no damn jail. Well, you probably were, but it was probably like 50 years earlier. Like, you could probably handle a jail cell when you were like 20. But handling a jail cell when you're like 71 is probably like a lot more difficult. Because we don't even know if you have real teeth. I'm not saying that that's the biggest issue about going to jail is being able to eat. I'm saying that the biggest issue of going to jail is being able to eat well. Because the food ain't good anyway. But if you got dentures in, like, will they take care of them for you? Will they give you fix-a-dent or dental derm or whatever the fuck it's called? I'm not that old yet unless you're listening to this 50 years from now. At which point, I probably just shit myself again just for S&Gs. Nigga got bored. From what I gathered from another officer on the scene, you were in the area to go visit Miss Brown when you found out what happened to her, correct? Yes, yes, that's correct. Had you talked to her previously that day? I, um, I don't recollect. I don't think so. She and I had spoken the night before. We had planned to have lunch together earlier this afternoon. Okay, cool, the officer continued. Do you know if she had any issues going on with any of her family members? Do you know if she expressed any concerns about her safety? My brow raised out of confusion. No. Not that I could think of. Alice was just out of the hospital recently. She had a major heart attack and was currently in rehab for it, I believe. That's what she told me. Okay, replied the officer as he continued to jot down a few more notes. Then he said, I'm only asking these questions because one of her neighbors said that she sparked your car earlier in the neighborhood. This was obviously before Miss Brown was found unconscious. Why were you in the neighborhood? I was riding around. Huh? I kept thinking to myself as I couldn't even recollect leaving my house. Oh, Lord. All of this was so confusing. I just didn't know what to say or do at this point other than go ahead and tell the officer the full truth about what happened. I think I was. I don't know, officer. I just don't feel right. I did something horribly wrong, I said with my head lowered. What happened, ma'am? Were you there when Miss Brown fell? 
I looked up at the officer and tightened my lips. Something deep down inside of me told me to go ahead and let the young officer know exactly what happened, that it was all just a horrible mistake. I didn't mean to kill my friend. Lord knows I didn't. I felt so ashamed that I let my mind slip away like this. All of this over me taking those crazy medications. No, all of this over Alice having an affair with your husband, getting pregnant with his daughter, making fun of you, calling you ugly, saying that your pussy was bad, um, telling you all about how his right nut uh, got chopped off, all that stuff. That's why. Don't, 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 don't mitigate those things. I felt so ashamed that I let my mind slip away like this. All this over me taking those crazy medications. Clutched my mouth with my trembling hands. My lips parted open as I got ready to confess what happened. But just as I was about to fess up, another officer came storming down the corridor. Hey, we got a suspect. I was shocked. Totally shocked. This whole entire situation had been nothing more than chaos. A few hours later, I was now back at home in my living room. As I sat on my living room couch, my mind kept replaying all the hallucinations I had earlier. Thankfully, they were just that, hallucinations. And while I couldn't help but to feel a sense of relief, I still couldn't shake this intense remorse about how everything panned out. Apparently, I was hallucinating so bad that I did somehow make it out of my house and was in Alice's neighborhood. However, she and I never actually met up. I sat in her driveway for a few minutes before I backed out and made my way back home. All these weird details were told to me by the officers once everything had been pieced together. What? So the whole story, the whole thing that ended the last book didn't happen at all? I don't like this. Apparently, they had camera footage of me from a few neighbors' houses. Also, Alice's house had a security camera as well. On the footage, somehow or another, I had managed to make it back home. I must have been so zoned out that I probably went straight to bed and then continued on hallucinating, thinking I was still at Alice's house having a whole last conversation with her. Nonetheless, while I spazzed out thinking I was the one who may have harmed Alice, it truly wasn't me. As crazy and coincidental as it sounded, some young thug broke into Alice's house while she was still there. The police said a fight must have ensued and the young boy pushed her down the stairs. Luckily, Alice had a few cameras inside of her house, and once the police went back and retrieved the footage, they saw how everything went down. Poor Alice. Alice's story was so horrific and tragic that it managed to make the nightly news. And that was what I was doing now in the dimly lit living room, getting ready to watch this news report rehash everything. This is Dale Harrington with ABC7 Action News. I'm reporting live from the Bronzeville neighborhood where we have an unfortunate story that transpired earlier this afternoon. Police have in custody... Are you fucking serious? Police have in custody Jaquarius Miller. Jaquarius. 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 Jay Miller. Who's the suspect? Nah, fuck that shit. I'm not going to do that to black people. Even if the name is this, this, I'm going to try it. Jarquarius. Jarquarius. Okay. Police have in custody Jarquarius Miller, who was a suspect in the death of a longtime Bronzeville resident, Alice Brown. Police say that Jarquarius Miller, 22 years old and also a resident of Bronzeville, broke into Miss Brown's residence this afternoon. Not realizing she was home. Mr. Miller engaged in a fight with Ms. Brown, then pushed her down a staircase in her home where she suffered a fatal head injury. We've learned that Mrs. Brown recently suffered a recent 
major heart attack and have been released from the hospital. From what we've gathered, a concerned neighbor who went to check on Miss Brown's well-being found her unconscious and immediately called the police. She was taken to Mercy Hospital where she was pronounced dead on arrival. Initially, police suspected her death was completely accidental due to a fall in her house. However, after retrieving security footage from inside of Ms. Brown's home, police were able to capture in vivid detail all the events that led to Ms. Brown's death. Mr. Miller, who prosecutors now say will be charged with first-degree murder along with the host of other charges, was easily identified on the footage and taken into custody. Mr. Miller has yet to confess to the crime. However, Mrs. Brown's family, friends, and neighbors are relieved to know that justice was immediately served. However, this is just a devastating blow to the Brown family. How many hours you going to say? Back to you, Chuck. Now that my mind was starting to get a grip again on reality, I had come to the full bittersweet realization that Alice was gone. Yes, all this was real. My sweet Alice was gone, y'all. I didn't even get a chance to see her at the hospital. And truth be told, I didn't even know if I was prepared to see her lying dead in the hospital bed. Oh well, poor Alice. I just wondered at this point who was going to get the body. Lord, I just hope they didn't send her down to Bates Funeral Home because they did a horrible job on Clarence. Tears falling down my face. I had to cut the television off and get this craziness out of my mind. Oh, Alice Child, I'm so sorry that all this happened to you. I kept sobbing and shaking my head. Truth be told, I wish this was all just one big hallucination. I mean, why not? Every fucking else thing that's happened in this goddamn story has been. Why, Lord, why? Why are you doing this to me? I just don't know how I'm going to make it. I needed something to cool my nerves down immediately. And the only thing I knew would calm me down and help me sleep tonight was some good old briefer. Funny how I hallucinated that I had called my dealer up earlier to get me some green. But child, I knew I definitely didn't have any in my house because that stuff would have had my house smelling so loud. I made my way into my bedroom where I had my phone charging on the nightstand. I ran through my contacts hoping I still had that young boy's number saved. Hakeem was his name. I swore I deleted his number, but I was blessed that I still had it. Thank God. But just before I was about to dial his number, my doorbell began going crazy. Who in the hell is that? I dashed out of my bedroom and then made it to the front door, immediately looking out the peephole. My entire gaze widened to the heavens when I saw none other than Percy standing there with his arms folded. He then began pounding on the door. Vernita, open up. I know you in there, he yelled. Percy, what the hell are you doing over here? Just open up. I need to talk to you. I stood there frozen, wondering what the fuck he wanted with me. Ain't no way in the hell I was going to open up this damn door. Not now. Not ever. Especially after all the shit he put me through. Percy, I ain't got time for your bullshit. I ain't in the mood. Just leave. Go run back to wherever the fuck you came from. Vernita, please, I miss you, he cried. I continued looking out the peephole, watching him damn near look like he was about to break all the way down. Please, baby, I know I messed up. Just let me in because I really need to talk to you. I've been going through some things. Please. Percy, no, 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 no. I ain't got time for any of your mess. I'm not feeling well. My friend passed away today, so please, just go away. Bernita, please, he cried. I know you miss me. I missed you. I've been thinking about you all these months. I miss your smile, your smell. I miss the way you used to tell me everything was going to be alright when I was locked up. I'm in a bad place right now and I just need somebody to talk to. He kept begging and begging, but I just wasn't ready to hear any of his goddamn bullshit.
The more I thought about it, the more enraged I became. I had it in me to really let this nigga know how I felt. Percy, get the fuck away from my goddamn door right motherfucking now. How dare you come over here this time of night begging me to come in and talk. Nigga, are you crazy? You got some motherfucking nerve, especially after you went off and got some young bitch pregnant. How dare... Bitch, open up this motherfucking door right now or I'm gonna go run and tell you a little secret about Clarence. I gasped. My eyes shot open with surprise. I didn't know what to say or honestly how to respond. Flustered, I slowly moved my hand to the doorknob, still hesitant to open up the front door and let this trifling, no-good nigga into my house. But he sounded so serious and I didn't want to take a risk of him running his mouth. Fuck! I grunted in a low tone to myself. I then unlocked the front door and opened it. He stood there for a second and produced the biggest smile of his life. He scanned me up and down. Yeah, I knew that would get your motherfucking attention. But damn, baby, you still looking good, I see. So this nigga Quan Dung decided to just reboot the entire ending of the first book. That shit pissed me off almost as much as that shit that happened in um, Loving My Wife and Her Sister too. Like, if you're going to do something, just stand by it. Like, you could have made this book so much more interesting, but you're literally ending, you're closing a complete and total part of the book, something that would have carried the book all the way through. You're closing within the first four chapters of the book. That ain't no good. Chapter 5. Get your ass inside. And what the fuck happened to Clarence? Get your ass inside, I roared, yanking him inside and then slammed the front door shut. He walks into the foyer looking around. Damn, baby, smells good up in here. What kind of candles are those? You know my baby mama make candles now. As he continued to stand there, I instantly grew disgusted with every aspect of his appearance. Why on earth did I ever get involved with this fool? Oh, I forgot. That medicine... God damn it. Last time I saw Percy, he was looking a tad rough, but now he just looked like complete shit. He even put on a good 50 or 60 pounds. This nigga looked like he hadn't been asleep either in over a month. The circles he had under his eyes were even more pronounced. To top it off, this nigga had on an old-ass faded black t-shirt riddled with holes, some faded jeans, and a pair of sneakers that looked like he had borrowed them from some homeless motherfucker on the streets. Even worse... Now that I was only feet from him, he reeked the piss, shit, and alcohol. He knew he was foul as fuck for coming up in my house smelling that way. Percy, enough of this shit. What the hell do you want to talk about? Well, since I did a favor for you them years back, he said, rubbing his hands together, it's time for you to do the same for me. A devilish grin came over his face as he made his way over into the kitchen. Without even asking, he opened the fridge and pulled out a carton of orange juice. What favor are you asking about, Percy? I played dumb. I didn't want to rehash old memories. Percy slammed the fridge door shut and then strolled back over to me in this very cocky fashion. I just had it in me to go grab my phone and call the police on this nigga. But knowing that Percy was probably very serious with his threat, I didn't want to take that risk. Besides, I didn't believe in calling the cops on black men, especially someone like Percy. Bitch, don't really stand there and play fucking stupid. You know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. You old and you might be losing parts of your mind, but you're not that old and forgetful to suddenly forget about how you killed Clarence. Percy, I have no idea what you're talking about. Now you just need to get out of my house right now. Bitch, if I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about, then why the fuck did you let me in? You obviously know what the fuck I'm talking about. I think that... It's supposed to be bitch if you didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. 
Yeah, we gonna go with that. Standing there shivering, I pointed towards the front door. Leave. Now. Percy let out a slight chuckle. Fine then. I'll just run over to the police station to confess to everything. Still holding on to the carton of orange juice in his hand, he suddenly tossed it out to the side, spilling juice everywhere. Oh no the fuck you didn't. Clean that mess up right now and then get the fuck up out of my house. Bitch, you got more to worry about than orange juice on your carpet, Percy laughed. Then he stood there and placed a finger on his chin. But now that I think about it, you do gotta worry about your carpet. The carpet between your legs. Womp, womp, womp. Yeah, bitch. That shit fitting to get took when you get locked the fuck up. Then again, who the fuck want to munch on some old ass pussy other than a desperate bull dagger bitch? Fine. What do you want, Percy? I gave up. I had to. I just wanted to do what I had to do to get this nigga out of my house and out of my life for good. It just better not be nothing crazy. I'm trying to hit a lick, but the nigga I'm trying to get at is pretty hard to get to. My eyebrow raised out of confusion. What does that mean, Percy? Now you know I don't know any of these words you young folk be using and shit. It means I'm trying to rob a nigga. That's what the fuck it means. Rob? Shaking my head furiously, I wasn't down to be a part of any of Percy's foolishness. This nigga was absolutely out of his mind if he thought I was going to help him rob someone. Percy, do you hear yourself? You want to rob someone? Nigga, you just got out of jail not too long ago for the same mess. Do you want to go back? Bitch, I don't give no fucks about no goddamn prison. I just want to get back at this nigga for playing me. I bet you it's Lamar. I bet you. Ah, I threw my hands up to the ceiling out of frustration. Percival, I'm about to be a 77-year-old and you want me to help you rob someone? Why can't you just do right for once in your life and get a job and save your money? I lunged up into his face and continued yelling at the top of my lungs. If I didn't lower my voice, I just knew I was going to attract the attention of some neighbors. But see, you always want to get this fast money. Selling drugs, robbing folks, stealing cars. Who in the fuck really raised you? Some damn banshees at the zoo? Your rotten ass mammy ought to be ashamed of herself. Out of nowhere, Percy's fist came crashing right into the middle of my face. I instantly blacked out and collapsed to the floor. All I saw was glittery stars cast amongst darkness. I slowly opened my eyes and as hazy as my vision now was, I clearly made out Percy hovering over me. Bitch, don't you ever in your motherfucking life ever bring up my mama again. He leaned down and then whipped out a gun from the back of his waist. My eyes instantly widened even more when he aimed the bell right at my forehead. He leaned further down and then growled, Now open your mouth, you old nasty ass bitch. Percy, I stuttered as tears escaped my eyes. Why are you doing this to me? How in the hell am I even going to help you? Bitch, you're going to help me as I see fit. And if you don't, I might just skip all the putting your dark secrets out there and just blow your motherfucking brains out. Now open up your mouth. He jammed the gun with my lips and I slowly opened my mouth. The book says he jammed the gun to my lips and I slowly opened his mouth. Y'all are welcome. I'm doing a lot of editing right now on the fly. He then shoved the gun deep down in my mouth, damn near choking me. He yanked me off the floor, then dragged me over to the couch, still keeping the gun shoved down my throat. Do you feel that? If you keep giving me mouth, I swear to God, I'll pull this trigger and splatter your brains all over this damn couch. Now, if your gun is down her throat, Anatomically speaking, 
If your gun is down her throat, then you're not going to put her brains all over the back of the couch by shooting the gun down her throat. I'm, I'm. Now this is what the fuck we gonna do. You gonna get yourself cleaned up and then fix me something to eat. I ain't had a nice home cooked meal in a minute. I want oxtails, yellow rice, greens, macaroni and cheese, cornbread, and something sweet on the side. Then, after you get done cooking, I'm gonna fuck your brains out. Then, after we get done fucking, you're gonna shower up, put on a nice outfit, and then we're gonna drive out to our land park where this fuck nigga's at. I'll tell you more details when we get out that way. He pulled the gun out of my mouth and then wiped the barrel on the couch. Now get to it, bitch. I'm hungry as fuck. Trembling and crying, my face all the way down to my lower torso filled with intense pain. My stomach bubbled nausea from all the anxiety. Percy, I want to help you. Lord knows I do. Can I just give you the money? Nah. You ain't got the money to even get close to what the fuck I'm trying to get out of this nigga. Percival, please, I'm going through a lot right now. My friend, the one you scared away that one time, she died today and I'm dealing with a lot. His eyes turned to slits. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but that ain't got nothing to do with my money. Besides, like I said, I just know you ain't got the cash to help me out. And you shouldn't have to give it to me either. Percy, please, just tell me what happened. What did this man do to you? I begged. This clown ass nigga stole from me. I gave this nigga like 200k to flip from me. He stole every single penny from me and now won't give it back. Why? Because that fuck nigga's a liar. I know he is. I should have known it was something dirty about that nigga. Even my BM told me to just stick with what I know. But no, I want to do shit the legit way. I trust that nigga and this how he do me in? So BM, for those of y'all again in 2071, means baby mama, not bowel movement, which is what I just had again because I got bored. I'm 71. I mean, what else can I do at the age of 71? Shit myself, smoke crack, I wanted to see what it felt like, and play video games. Super Mario Galaxy 18. It's pretty dope. So is the dope. I just shit myself again. Who is this man? How'd you even meet him? Percy smacked his teeth. This nigga who used to be a retired basketball player for the Bulls. This nigga named Lamar Spates. Told you so. That fuck nigga in the real estate and investing and shit. My eyes widened with surprise. Did he just say what I thought he said? Lamar Spates? He's bald and got kind of like dark brown skin with the goatee? Yeah, that nigga. Fuck nigga owes an insurance company or some investment company. Some shit like that. I gave that nigga my money to flip. He said I could make a meal in a few weeks. But then he ran some game on me and told me that something happened in the stock market and all my money went away. Which could totally happen, but I mean, you ain't gonna tell a dumb nigga that kind of shit. Because they ain't gonna believe it. They just think the stock market means you put money in and money comes out. (sighs) Dumb white people too. I'm not just saying niggas is dumb. Y'all all all stupid. I'm smart. (laughs) I tried. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. This is too much for me to handle. Too much of a coincidence. Percy, I, that was my friend's fiance. Percy suddenly became enraged again. What? Percy, just calm down. This is too much of a coincidence, but that was my friend's fiance. She died today. You just gonna keep telling him that she died today, ain't you? Like he didn't hear you the first five times. 
How? What? Now this nigga care? Why? Some young boy broke into her house trying to rob the place, but he didn't realize she was home. She was there and they got into a fight. He pushed her down the stairs and she hit her head pretty badly. She had just come home from the hospital too for a heart attack. Nah. This shit don't sound like some motherfucking coincidence. Percy's eyes suddenly amplify with rage. This shit sound like you went on it too. You and that nigga. You must have fucked this nigga too. I mean, well, she did, but I mean, I mean, she may as well tell you the story how she fucked him on the cruise and she obviously didn't really get to tell Alice nothing. So does that mean Charday ain't really Clarence's kid like this? Like, that's a whole lot of just I'm still on it. Percy, please calm down. Bitch, you fucked him. Yeah, you did. I can see the fucking guilt written all over your face. No, I didn't, Percival. Now stop and lower your voice. I yelled at the top of my lungs. Oh, Lord, the neighbors are gone for sure here, all this fuss and the carrying on we was doing. Yeah, I was lying, but I'd be damned if I was going to admit to that. Stop calling me that, bitch. Percy then, without hesitation, yanked his gun back out and aimed it right in my head. Immediately frightened, I threw my hands up in the air. Yeah, you thought it, but I'm not going to say it. Percy, no, stop it. Bitch, fuck you, lying asshole. Percy, no, you gotta stop this right now. You're losing your mind. Up in here, up in here. Yeah, that time I thought it and I had to say it. I'm fucking awesome. Just calm down. Bitch, you in on it with this nigga. This makes all the fucking sense now. Yo ass set me up. I had no idea what this boy was talking about. Like, I really didn't. Tears mixed with sweat drenched my face as I continued begging Percy to calm down and get the gun out my face. Bitch, I swear to God, I'll kill you on my mama's grave if I find out you fucking that nigga. Percy, please, I swear I ain't messing with that man. I don't believe you, bitch. Percy, no. Pow! I guess that pow was like a gunshot. Um, how we get here? She told him that some random kid broke into Alice's house and killed her friend. I thought he was going to say, yeah, I, I paid the young nigga to break up in her house because I knew that she was with Percy and I want, or I knew she was with Lamar and I wanted to get my shit back. I wanted him to case the joint. But no, he hears her say that Alice was his fiance and he immediately says, you were fucking him? Like, how we get from point A to point zero? Those things don't even make any sense. And yeah, I sang some DMX. Because y'all gonna make me lose my mind. Up in here, up in here. Y'all gonna make me go all out. Me and my boys, I used to be like, one, two, beat me outside. Meet me outside. Meet me outside. And they had to literally be standing right next to me. Otherwise, they wouldn't have heard me say, meet me outside. I also called our group the 40 Thieves, and there was only four of us. I was like, 40 Thieves, let's go. There was only four of us. We were all, we were like, when we said 40 Thieves, we were like eighth graders. When um, DMX's song came out, though, I was in college. So I was still yelling at only four niggas because that's what happens in Ohio. Fuck Ohio. Fuck Marietta. Let me be more specific about that. Fuck Marietta. As a town, a township, a county, an area, a college, a place of interest, fucking cul-de-sac. Chapter 6. I literally saw my entire life flash through my eyes. Baby, I swear I had already made it to the pearly gates. 
But within seconds, my strained eyes slowly opened, and there Percy was standing before me, his gun still aimed at my face. Bitch, the next bullet I fire is going straight into your brain. Now get the fuck up and go fix me something to eat. I'm tired of playing fucking games with you. He grabbed me by my arm and then snatched me off the couch, dragging me into the kitchen. Percy, I ain't got no oxtails and other ingredients. I gotta go to the store, and everything's closed now, I told him. This boy was absolutely out his fucking mind. I ain't singing it again. Who in the hell even expect that type of dinner this late at night? Bitch, my fucking Jewel Osco's open 24-7, and Walmart's still open too. Percy, it is almost midnight, and I'm too tired. I'll cook it for you tomorrow. Percy once again aimed the gun at me, and this time I ducked down on the floor and covered my face. I knew now he was certainly going to put a bullet in me. Bitch, do you think I'm playing with you? Boom, boom, boom. I don't know why I forgot that I do that shit. I don't know. Three loud, I mean, I'm 71. These things happen. Three loud pounds came from the front door. Vernita, is everything okay? My eyes widened with fear as I knew that had to be Mr. Kilpatrick from next door. I wasn't quite sure, but I was certain that it was him. Only his nosy white ass would, goddammit. I just knew somebody was going to hear that gunshot. Suddenly, both our heads turned towards my townhouse front door. We were obviously caught by surprise when we heard what I knew had to be Mr. Kilpatrick continuously banging hard on the door. See? I told you all this screaming and fussing was going to get the police called on us, I yelled at Percy. Fuck! Percy then lunged at me, grabbed me off the kitchen floor, and dragged me towards the foyer. Feet away from the front door, he pulled me close into his face and said, Answer the motherfucking door until whoever the fuck it is that everything's okay. Like, they didn't just hear the yelling, her yelling your name, you yelling her shit, uh, the fucking gunshot, the DMX. Oh, okay, I muttered back to him crying. Following his stern instructions, I quickly put on a face of fake calmness, wiped my face, and then coolly sauntered over to the front door. I looked out the peephole and saw that it was Mr. Kilpatrick. He kept pounding on the door. Vernita, is everything okay? Are you okay in there? Mr. Kilpatrick, I'm fine. I just I just dropped some pans, that's all. That didn't sound like a pan. It sounded like a gunshot. Are you certain, Vernita? I can call the police if you need me to. I heard some loud arguing as well. Why does she have to call him Mr. Kilpatrick, but he calls her by her first name? Well, she's probably older than he is. Racial. I looked over my shoulder. Percy was standing a good two feet away from me. He growled, tell that cracker to get the fuck away from the door. I'm going to blow his head smooth off. Shivering, I looked back into the peephole. Mr. Kilpatrick, I promise you everything's fine. Just go on home now. All right, Vernita. Mr. Kilpatrick responded, and within a few seconds, he strolled away from my door. I took a deep breath and then exhaled. However, my nerves were still running high with anxiety. Percy then lunged at me and dragged my ass right back into the kitchen. Now get to cooking, ho. A nigga's fucking starving. Percy, I just told you I don't got that kind of food up in my house right now. Ah, goddammit. Fine, just go to the room and get naked because I want some pussy. Percy, please, I'm just not in the mood for any of this right now, baby. Can we please just simmer down, maybe have a drink and go to bed or something? No, bitch. I want some pussy. Now go before I go to fuck off again. Fine. I didn't want to keep going back and forth with this crazy ass. Percy smacked his teeth. Yeah, better be fine, raggedy ass old hoe. Probably was missing his dick anyway. Just as I was about to walk down the hallway and make my way into the bedroom, I froze for a moment and pondered on something. 
I looked at Percy and said, So, you would really go to the police and tell them what I did, huh? Percy looked me up and down in a very nasty manner. Yes, the fuck I would. In a motherfucking heartbeat, he shrugged his shoulders. It is what it is. I shrugged my shoulders right back at him. If you say so. If you say so. Yeah, he chuckled and then began taking his clothes off right there in the living room. I was disgusted seeing how flabby he had gotten. Well, let me run and take a quick bath just to wash up, I said and made my way into the bedroom. Just before I was about to make my way into the bathroom, I froze when my eyes landed on something on my nightstand. I smiled knowing that this one thing would immediately help me get out of this crazy fucked up situation with Percy. I stood in the mirror, checking myself one last time before I made my way into the bedroom. If I was going to fuck Percy, then child, I was going to do this the right way. Hell, why not make the best of the moment, right? Makeup was on point. Had my hair up in a nice bun. Pussy washed, sanitized, and shaved. I was ready to get this shit over with. So I quickly slipped into my robe and sprayed some light perfume on my body. Thank God I took a quick shower too because I had been out all day and the last thing I wanted this nigga to do was complain that my coochie stunk. I sauntered into the bedroom and there I immediately saw Percy already laying on the bed completely naked. Didn't this nigga smell like shit, piss, and alcohol? Like, shouldn't you be madder that he's laying naked on your bed? Like, shouldn't you have asked him to get in the shower with you or something? I don't know. I don't know. Like, stank is forever. That shit gets in your sheets and don't never come out. Have your whole room smell like ass. I stood there for a second and threw him a nervous smile. Then I took the robe off, letting it slip quickly to the bedroom door. Now I stood before him completely naked. His eyes widened. Yeah, you still looking right, old asshole. Now come jump on the dick, he commanded, slowly making my way over to the bed. I kept smiling at him, not saying anything. Once I got in the bed, I crawled on my knees towards him. He slowly parted his legs up while he played with his soft dick, trying his best to get it hard for me. But I was about to get it hard for him so he could enjoy this pussy for one last time. And just like that, without even saying a word, I began to suck on his soft dick until I got it super hard. Oh my god. Oh, oh, just look, look, Quan, look, nigga. You can't start a, a you can't describe this nigga smelling like shit, piss, and alcohol, and then have her willingly crawling between his nasty ass legs, like crawling towards his nasty ass and sucking his dick. Like Stroking up and down his shaft, I began blessing him with the wettest head of life. Sucking dick was truly a talent of mine. I just love the way a dick tasted in my mouth, but this one tastes like shit and piss and alcohol. Like, are we just forgetting that part? Oh, oh, Percy groaned as he pulled my head back, trying to put a swift break to my head game. Holding his saliva-covered shaft, I looked at him smiling, not saying a word. Oh, you back to that nasty shit, I see, he moaned. Yeah, well, now I want you to eat my ass. Nigga, what? Oh, hell no, I thought to myself, but obviously at this precarious moment, I wasn't about to lose my life protesting eating his ass. So without hesitation, I began to suck on his dick again. Then I slowly made my way down his shaft towards his balls. I licked on them for a few seconds before I migrated my tongue down his taint. 
Oh, God. I closed my eyes and wasn't quite ready for what I was possibly about to smell or taste next. Percy spread his legs open and then slightly tooted his ass in the air. Oh, God, save me. But then I had to do what I had to. I suddenly dived my tongue in his ass and began to slobber up all around his booty hole. Fighting back the urge to want to throw up, I was somewhat relieved to know this boy didn't smell like shit, nor did he taste like it. What the fuck? Didn't you just spend like... Even worse, now that I was only feet away from him, he reeked of piss, shit, and alcohol. He knew he was foul as fuck for coming to my house like that. That was 12 pages back. I just hate this shit. How do you forget something within 12 pages? I'm, I got a bad memory. I know that. But if I write something, I'm going to go back and look to see what I wrote before I write something completely different. Oh, oh God. Nah, fuck this shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, keep eating that ass, you nasty bitch. Just like that, Percy Monas, he grabbed my head. Stroke my shit while you eat my ass. He pushed my head deeper into his ass and I had just let go and went to devour on that ass like it was my last meal before dying. A good minute later, although it felt like 20, he pulled my head up out of his ass. Now come jump on the dick, he said as he gripped my arms, pulling me closer to him. I saddled on top of him, spread my legs and let his dick slide up in me. I couldn't lie. I hadn't had some dick in a minute and although I was fucking him under strange, dangerous circumstances, his dick was feeling mighty good up in me. A part of me felt relieved from everything that had went down earlier. However, I still couldn't get flashed the Alice up out of my head. As I bounced on the dick and Percy dig deeper and deeper inside of me, stretching my walls out, I tried to blank out all the craziness. But by now, all I saw was flashes of red. Everything around me became completely blood red. Do it, Vernita. Do it, girl. This horrid anxiety bubbled up on me and my voice in my head kept urging me to go ahead and do what I had to do. With his eyes wide open, he stared deep down into mine. The intensity of the dick down ramped up. He gripped my waist. What? Why aren't you saying shit? He groaned as he kept digging my guts out. But I didn't say anything back. A big smile stretched across my face as I kept bouncing on the dick. I could feel myself creaming all over his shit. I slightly leaned down and planted my head toward the side of his face. He grabbed my ass and kept pounding me out. Come on, I know you feel that shit, he screamed. Take this dick, bitch. Grabbed my ass even harder. He kept fucking me hard, damn near tearing in my uterus. I was slightly moaning, but I didn't want to get too ecstatic. And now it's because unbeknownst to Percy, I was about to kill his motherfucking ass. Oh, you mean like when you put all those sleeping pills into his uh, shrimp and grits and all the nigga did was take a nap for like four hours and then woke up and left you for a pregnant white girl? I don't know if she was white. I'm just putting that part on there. Because it seemed like something Kanye West would have said in the song too. While my head was still resting on the side of his as I wrote him, my eyes were glued to the letter opener I had sitting next to some pieces of mail on my nightstand. I slowly extended my hand out and grabbed the letter opener. Fuck me harder, baby, I screamed out to distract him. And then in a flash, I shot up and without hesitation drilled the letter opener right into the side of his neck. I took the opener out of the gash and kept stabbing him in the same spot and then tossed a letter opener off to the side. Ah! Percy cried out as he grabbed his throat. Blood spraying all over the place. I was so zoned out that I wasn't even nervous anymore. As I sat on top of his quaking body, he held tight to his neck with both hands as he choked on his own blood. See what you made me do? You don't fuck with me. I yelled at him as I watched him bleed out from his neck. Yelling and screaming, blood continued to gush all over the place. His blood even splattered all over my face and torso, dripping down my titties. You bitch, 
He painfully muttered as blood continued to drain out of his body through the big gaping hole in the side of his neck. A huge ocean-like puddle of blood formed in the bed, drenching my entire white Egyptian cotton sheets. I simply smiled. Rotten hell, motherfucker. I carefully climbed off his now motionless body, then hurried into the bathroom. As soon as I flew through the bathroom door, I was hit by a bloody reflection of myself in the mirror. Wow, I groaned under my breath. I really snapped. My entire body was damn near painted in blood. Although my heart was racing, damn near ready to explode out of my chest, I was so damn calm. I mean, I was serene. Satisfied that I finally had the chance to get rid of this nasty, low-life motherfucker. I couldn't even believe this nigga would threaten to spill all my secrets. This nigga was really out of his motherfucking mind if he thought he was going to come up in my residence and force me at gunpoint to get down with his nonsense he had going on with Lamar. Shit. I didn't know if he was even telling the truth. But see, now I was going to have to look more into whatever shenanigans he had going on with him. I debated whether or not I should hop in the shower, but I just kept staring at myself. I was still so enraged that this nigga came up in my house and then threatened that he'd run and tell the police what I did to Clarence. See, baby, what you was not going to do is fuck with Vernita in that type of way. I took good care of his ass when he didn't have shit, and this is a way of him trying to get back into my life? Nah, fuck that. Fuck him and fuck Clarence. Yeah, and so the fuck what I killed Clarence. He had to go. And if I had it my way, I'd dig him up and kill him all over again. Matter of fact, I'd kill any nigga who would dare cross me the wrong way. And I mean that. The fuck? When did Clarence become an asshole? What? I, I'm not even going to reorder the last book, but I could have swore the last thing she said was he was a good man, so what? We have never once mentioned her killing Clarence. We said Clarence died of, like, cancer. And that's when she started fucking around with the first nigga from the, uh... Well, when she started fucking around with Percy. When she met him at the hospital. Because Clarence was in hospice care? Okay. Nothing but the constant flashing of blue lights filled my living room as I sat anxiously on the edge of my living room couch. Bite my nails, my entire body quaked with deep fear. Crying and sniffling, I was trying my best to mutter out the chain of events that led to me defending myself against the armed and dangerous intruder rapist, Percy. And the next thing you know, he just stormed in and told me to get naked. I, I resisted and tried all I could to defend myself, but he just overpowered me. Oh, wow. I'm so sorry to hear all this, ma'am. This is truly unfortunate, but thank God you managed to survive, the detective who was interviewing me said as he rubbed my knee. He kept consoling me, telling me that everything was going to be alright and that there was no need to worry anymore. Thank you so much, Detective. I'm just really, really terrified at all of this. I just don't know why he would do this to me, I said. He was always such a nice man to me. Understandable. The detective, who was a light-skinned, slender young man with a nice fade, continued to jot down notes in his notepad while an army of police officers scoured my entire townhouse for evidence. Some moments later, I saw the workers from the county morgue rolling Percy's lifeless body through the hallway. He was zipped up in a shiny black body bag. I looked over my shoulder, instantly getting nervous all over again, as I saw them slowly push his body towards the front door. For a moment, I stared at the bag and saw Cook County Medical Examiner's Office written in blocky white letters on the side of the body bag. Well, Miss Washington, uttered the detective, breaking me out of my horrid trance. I'm done asking you all the questions I have for right now, but we're going to need to take you to the hospital for a full medical exam. We're also going to need to collect a rape kit for evidence. The paramedics are outside waiting for you. 
Hospital? The fuck for what? Can't y'all all just give me this test right now? Why do I gotta go to the hospital for that? I asked as I didn't want to leave my house. Why though? I told them everything they needed to know. And furthermore, it wasn't like Percy really raped me. No. We need to make sure you're totally fine. Besides, we'll want the doctors to run a battery of tests on you to confirm that there wasn't any transmission of sexually transmitted diseases and whatnot, the detective explained. I winced. Fine. I just... I'm just really still so upset about my friend. I don't know if I can go back to another hospital. Shaking my head, I let out some fake tears. This is just all too much for me. I understand, replied the detective, but we really got to run those tests. It's standard procedure. Fine, I huffed. I just need to take a shower to get this blood off me, I told him. Cool. And when you change out of your clothes, please leave them behind so the evidence technician can also bring those with them, said the detective, who arguably was a very handsome man. He then patted me on the shoulder and stood up. He helped me up and then escorted me into the bedroom. Before I entered, I turned to him and planted a fake smile on my face. And what was your name again, detective? Detective Colvin. He smiled and then said, I'll meet you out front and then escort you to the ambulance. Fine by me, I replied and then went inside my bedroom to grab my shit. A few police officers were standing inside the bedroom taking pictures of my bedroom. Really? They were? They were in your bedroom taking pictures of your bedroom? I mean, I would be shocked if they were in your bedroom taking pictures of the fucking kitchen. Seeing them snap photo after photo kind of enraged me, but I had to keep my cool. Can you gentlemen give me a moment while I change clothes and grab some of my belongings? I politely asked him. Sure thing, ma'am. They are both chunky, older-looking white men with thick mustaches. Ew! I couldn't stand no out-of-shape man, especially no damn police officer. I didn't know why the hell the Chicago police would allow these two fat motherfuckers to be on the force. Shit, if I was really in distress, I wouldn't trust these two at all. Damn, you're fat-phobic, Quan. Like, seriously, you need to fix that. You might not be homophobic, which is dope. I don't know yet. I mean, you probably ain't because you were cool with uh, Mike and that other nigga in the first book. But you got to get past this fat phobia, dog. I don't like it. Now by myself, I'm rummaged through my dresser, grabbed a pair of jeans and a shirt. I made my way over to the bathroom and quietly closed the door. Now standing in the mirror, I finally had the chance to relax a bit and stop putting on a goddamn performance. Shout out to all the women who really could act, because honey, let me tell you something right now. Putting on this act for these officers truly was a hell of an Oscar performance. Now, don't get me wrong. I was a bit frazzled and fucked up in the head from everything that went down with Percy. What really disturbed me the most was his drama he apparently had going on with Lamar. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I needed to get to the bottom of their situation. Earlier, when that Detective Colvin was asking me a million questions, I almost told him what Percy told me about Lamar. However, something inside of me told me not to say shit. Let's see how everything plays out. I closed my eyes just to clear my head. Then I took a deep breath. But as soon as I opened them, I saw Alice standing beside me. You killed me, bitch! You motherfucking killed me! Ah! I screamed so loud that even my own ears cracked from my piercing well. This ain't real! This ain't real! I shook my head, hoping I was just imagining Alice. Bitch, you killed me. Push me down them damn stairs. You damn murderer. You three for three now. Clarence, me, and now Percy. Bitch, you going straight to hell. 
Alice's voice, demonic sounding, kept firing off. You ain't real, I yelled, shaking my head to the point where my neck was going to snap in half. I shut my eyes and squeezed them tight. Once I reopened them, Alice was gone, and so was her voice. I quickly scanned the bathroom, hoping that this was just a mere hallucination. Alice. Alice, I mumbled, my entire body quaking with fear. I didn't kill you. I swear I didn't. Is everything all right in there? I heard the voice of what had to be an officer shout out. Yeah, yes, I'm fine. I, um, I just saw a roach, I lied. Still standing in the mirror, I was coming to the full realization that I was quickly losing my grip on reality. Although I was a bit apprehensive about going to the hospital, I had to get the hell up out of here. I wasn't one of them types who believed in ghosts and spirits, but I'd be damned if I was going to become a believer today. I hopped in the shower and let the beads of hot water clean this blood off me. Once I got done, I hopped out, changed to a fresh outfit, and made my way back over to Detective Colvin. Ready, he asked. Yes, sir. He led me outside where I was instantly struck by the number of people standing outside. Guess where I was spreading around the neighborhood because several of my neighbors were huddled up staring at me. Officers continued to come in and out of my house. A few of them were also standing guard on my front lawn, talking amongst each other. As Detective Colvin escorted me over to the back of the ambulance, I paused for a moment and looked up to the dark black skies, hoping my dark secrets wouldn't be revealed. Okay, so I just... I got a real... Like, are you fucking serious moment where she's talking about... Like... Okay. So she didn't kill Alice. Some young nigga killed Alice. Some young nigga broke into Alice's house and Alice was still there and he didn't know it and so he murdered her. Okay, you can write that. I can see it. Okay, fine. How the fuck does she literally hallucinate that shit perfectly? That Alice would die falling down the stairs and hit her head on the on the stairs. How'd that happen? Work that out for me. Nine one six six three three one five three seven. Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail dot com. Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Leave a DM, a voicemail, uh, email. Uh, leave a review at Podchaser dot com. Just go ahead and type in Ratchet Book Club. You can review separate uh, episodes. You can review the show as a whole. Uh, if you're gonna leave five stars, that's great. If you're gonna leave one star, that's okay. Just let me know why. Just leave an actual review. Um. Thank y'all so much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. Be sure to check out the Patreon, patreon.com backslash single simulcast. Um, we're trying to get as far ahead of y'all who aren't Patreon members as possible, as far as reading. Thank y'all so much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. I'm going to holler at you later. Peace. Outro to Ratchet Book Club is by that kid Garan and it's called Goodbyes. You can email him at tkgbeats94 at gmail.com for more information on how to lease this beat. This is Single Simulcast. <laughs>